I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. I think the worst thing, last night, first of all, I went to bed early, relatively early. And the reason why is because I think the worst thing about the autumn and the winter is that it gets darker earlier in the day. I had a guy comment, you know, I was in a lift car, and he said, yeah, I don't look forward to the darkness. Because, you know, the farther north you go, the darker it gets. And as I said when I was uh, doing my video before I came in here, the polar vortex is forming again, they say. So I think that's going to indicate an early winter, at least an early frost. They were doing reports today about, Mount Hood and saying that Mount Hood was getting snow. So, I mean, it's pretty early for the snow to hit Mount Hood, I guess. Pretty early for any of the mountains to get snow. My sister was telling me it was getting cold where she is, and she's in Salt Lake City. So it seems like every year, I mean, even though, you know, they always complain about how hot the temperatures have been, cold seems to arrive earlier and earlier anymore. That's just my thought. Uh, It's been cloudy and darker here in the Pacific Northwest. We had something like... uh, well, they say that, you know, Portland or Oregon itself is supposed to be raining all the time. We didn't have much rain this summer. It just didn't happen. It was a beautiful summer. We had temperatures getting up into the hundreds. Uh, it was probably like two weeks or a week. And then it went back to normal again. Anything from 79 to 80 degree temperatures. It was a beautiful summer. But now it's getting cold and wet. And they say that's normal for Portland. I remember when I first moved here, I thought, yeah, it's normal. I see all this water. But... Like I said, drier than usual summer, and now the atmospheric river has been giving us a deluge of water. The other night, I forgot my phone. I left it here at the studio, so I had to drive all the way. It was about a 20-minute drive to my place and a 20-minute drive back because I wanted to go to bed, and I couldn't, so I didn't have my phone. So I had to drive back to the office and get it because I forgot it. So, yeah, in the rain, pouring rain. And uh, usually when we have weather like this, we get here in the Pacific Northwest, we get a lot of reports of Bigfoot. Get a lot of reports of uh, animals uh, showing up in neighborhoods and uh, more Bigfoot sightings, mostly, though, in southern Washington. Uh, Klickitat County, Skamania County, places like that. Seeing a lot of Bigfoot reports in my news feed. And not just here in the Pacific Northwest, but there are people seeing Bigfoot like in Mississippi and all these places. And uh, But it's always, what I understand is, is when they, they report these Bigfoot uh encounters they're no longer cuddly like uh, harry and the hendersons you know how harry and the hendersons hollywood turned bigfoot into this cuddly creature that everybody loves and he's a vegan and he doesn't want to hurt animals well guess what guys that bigfoot doesn't exist he's more aggressive now and uh apparently they're throwing things into campsites like rocks and pine cones and things and they're vocalizing their anger over campers and hunters walking around in their habitat a lot more what they call uh, voices, Bigfoot voices, or, uh, you know, voice recordings. And I know that most people think that Bigfoot is a crazy idea, and that is some tall tale. 
But here in the Pacific Northwest, a sighting is almost a daily occurrence. I was told it in southern Washington, and I know they were joking, but they said, you know, Bigfoot can walk down from the mountain, get get himself a, a, a latte, and then go back up and nobody would notice. In Skamania County, you can't hunt a Bigfoot. They even have it in the laws, and you can't do that. And there's these greasy spoon places you can go to and hang out with people and talk to them about Bigfoot. Um, many of them, though, them won't talk about it. They're afraid to talk about it because, you know, I don't know, maybe they feel like they're going to embarrass themselves or they just don't want to talk about it. It's kind of scary. But uh, Skamania County is just south of Mount Rainier. It has the Gifford Pinchot National Forest. Mount St. Helens is there. And uh, you, you go back and you look at the history of the white settlers. And, of course, Sasquatch is part of that history. One of the earliest sightings of Sasquatch was uh, first recorded by a French-Canadian painter named Paul Kane. And uh, he attempted to paint Mount St. Helens in 1847. Well, he tried to hire a group of Multnomah Indians to guide him along the Lewis River to get a better view of the mount. And the natives were scared. They said, nope, we're not going to go anywhere because we're going to be near the headwaters of the river where the Skookums live. <laughs> what a name, right? Skookums. Skookums, of course, are a race of giant hairy cannibals, they said. Skookums. What a name. The Skookum is a race, is part of the race of giant, hairy cannibals. And, of course, there were other natives of the Pacific Northwest to say that, uh, and they didn't call it Bigfoot or Sasquatch. They called it this mountain devil, which can take any shape. However, it always ends up with the idea that it's ape-like. But many people have seen it look like a dog or or a, a werewolf, a werebear, or whatever you want to call it more human than animal. So it could be, for all we know, a skinwalker of all things, right? So the Skookum seems to be this parallel and everything seems to be Bigfoot. If you see something hairy in the woods, it's always Bigfoot. It's never anything else. But there's so many things in the woods, unidentified things in the woods, things that haven't even been noticed. It's like the ocean, you know? Every day we hear of scientists that uh, have found different types of uh, sea life unknown sea life it just comes up to the surface no one knows what it is and they think oh some alien creature or whatever but it's it's pretty amazing just how much of that sea life exists same with the forests here in the pacific northwest they are so thick it's like a, a, it's like shag carpeting right it's so thick that you you can lose a plane in the woods not find it you can uh people see all kinds of strange creatures they're not just hairy bigfoot but the skookum you know, a predatory, cannibal-like creature, parallel to Bigfoot. People say it is Bigfoot because they did something called the Skookum cast, where actually they have the cast of an entire body of a Bigfoot, a Bigfoot that laid in the mud. They call it the Skookum cast because they were they were feeding like fruit cocktail and everything in this thing, and it came in, laid down in the mud, and ate. And so you have a not just a Bigfoot, but you got a big butt too to deal with because it's the butt, it's the back, it's a few arms. It's called the Skookum cast. So, yeah, I mean, Bigfoot isn't all that cuddly anymore. Bigfoot is not cuddly or benevolent. It's not a Hollywood thing. These creatures are terrifying. And they've been known to kill anyone that crosses their path. 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. You're listening to Ground Zero. I'm Clyde Lewis, and we'll be back.
You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.